Welcome to Quit Bleeping Around, a podcast dedicated to helping you achieve more in life. Here's your host, Christina Eanes. Hey, super achievers. For today's episode, I'm interviewing Dr. Shirley Davis. Shirley, also known as the Success Doctor, has authored several books and provides strategic development solutions to organizations so they may build high-performing and inclusive cultures. Welcome, Shirley. Thank you for joining us today. It's my pleasure to be here, Christina. Thanks for having me again. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> yeah, I had you on the other podcast that I host, uh, Beltway Broadcast. Yeah. So listeners, listen up if you want to learn more about training and development. Anyway, <laughs> so for quit bleeping around, can you share, uh, listeners, can you share a little bit about your background? Yeah, I actually have been in corporate America most all of my career. I started in college and worked my way up in financial services and banking. Um, I worked as a teller, teller supervisor, moved into a branch manager role, customer service representative, helping to open up a lot of the bank's deposit accounts. And from that job, I actually got interested in doing training because I was so good at what I did. They asked me if I would put together a training program for new customer service reps coming Coming in, and I found my niche. And so, whenever a position came available in human resources in the training and development role, I actually took that role, and I've enjoyed it. And then, it you know, because it was in HR, it actually introduced me to this whole new career field. I went to college in Maryland. I'm a Terrapin, right? And that, so, I'm an alumna of Maryland University in College Park. I thought I wanted to be a lawyer, and I thought I was going to be like a family court judge, and. So so I, my, my undergraduate is in pre-law, but my destiny mm. found me through human resources. And so I worked in every area of HR and uh, employee relations. I led recruiting for 10 years. I worked in, um, in the, the leadership training and development, total compensation and rewards. And it ultimately took on a job in cultural diversity is what it was called at the time. And I didn't know anything about that job, but they asked me to do it because they assumed that since I was the only one that I must know what it means to work in a space of diversity, right? That's how a lot of my mm. colleagues got into this work as well. We were voluntold, but I'm glad I have been because it's been my life's work to really work with organizations around the world to help them to truly build the kind of cultures I call of inclusion, equity, and belonging where all talent can thrive. And so I ended up being a chief diversity, equity, and inclusion officer for several Fortune 50, Fortune 100 companies, and then the world's largest HR association, the Society for Human Resource Management. So I'm 30 years of my career, worked my way up the corporate ladder, ended up leaving after 30 years in the workforce. And um, now I am a full-time business owner, entrepreneur of my own global consulting firm, SDS Global in in Enterprises. So, Awesome. And author of a few books. Yeah. Yeah, yes. authored five <laughs> books now. Five books. I the last two books came out in the last year, and one of them was Living Beyond What If, which is what I'm excited to talk to you about today. And the other one really is a, what I consider a legacy um, that I'm going to be leaving behind. A great body of work called Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion for Dummies that was published mm -hmm. by Wiley and Sons, and they're the ones that have published nearly three thousand dummies books, and there's never been one on diversity, equity, and inclusion. And because of my experience and background as a practitioner and an executive, they asked me to write that, that book. So what an honor. And I'm so grateful that it's doing so well. 
Awesome. And that's what we interviewed you on the Beltway broadcast yep. for. That's right. So I'm yep. excited to dive into the other one. But before we get <laughs> into you. how to live beyond what if, I, there's got to be right. a story behind that. Oh, gosh. So can, yeah, the book I wrote that? is really a lot of my story about growing up as a child. I think all of us can probably attest to having these big dreams with no limitations and all these things you wanted to do because you really hadn't lived and experienced life yet. And I can remember having a lot of those dreams early on. Mm -hmm. And then when I went off to college and left the home and protection and safety of my parents, I started experiencing life and heartbreak and disappointments and setbacks and failures and bad decisions. And it really started to affect and inform and influence my decisions and the, the, the ways that I saw the world. And it started to help me to mature a bit, grow up a lot. And yet at the same time, it also exposed me to a lot of insecurities, right? Some messages that mm -hmm. I had heard and things that I experienced also left me asking a lot of those what if questions, right? What if I had died in that near car accident, near death car accident? What if I had wow. gotten killed in that bank robbery where I was held at gunpoint? What if I, you know, was not good enough? What if I didn't have enough education? What if I'm, I'm too, you know, too small, too short? What if I'm not, you know, just all these what ifs that all of us ask. And so yeah. I actually dedicated the book to the 90%. And the 90% is what I have found over my last 20 years of training, developing, speaking, coaching, is that 90% of people, when I ask them if they know what their why is, and if they could say that they could, they're living their best life, 90% of the hands in the room would go up and say no. So I dedicated the book to the 90% because I used to be that 90% too, who just didn't know her purpose, you know, searching for meaning and significance in life and had all these questions that were causing me to doubt, to procrastinate, to live in fear, to park on the side of the road of life and not living my best life. Mm, I love it. <laughs> but it, it it's so yeah, adulting brought yeah, us. Adulting, to this yes. That's what it's called. Yes. Having to some of those life lessons that you have to really yes. make some decisions and either choose to get better or choose to get bitter. Choose to live Ooh, in fear or choose like to that. live, yeah, fearless. So I've mm -hmm. had to do some of that, Christina, and it wasn't easy, yeah. but I finally cracked the code and I got out of my own way, which is one of those strategies that I, I want your audience to know is that we have yeah. to, we want to live our best life and become the best version of ourselves and live beyond our what ifs. We got to do some of that work and take the journey, that necessary journey of looking inside and recognizing that we sometimes are in our own way and we can Absolutely. sometimes be our biggest critics and um, we can be our, you know, the we can just be the one ones that are keeping us from the best things that are out there, the opportunities, the doors, and we don't like to take risk and we're afraid and we don't like change. And that's what life is all about. Absolutely. I love it. That's the epitome of what this podcast is about, getting out of your own way. That's right. So what are some suggestions? for doing that. Yeah. A couple of things as I talk about the why, right? I always say, get out of your head so you can step into your greatness. And getting out mm. of your head really is to reconsider some of the things you say to yourself, the things you think about yourself. You know, 85 to 90% of the things we say to ourselves about ourselves is negative. So that would be one of the things I would say yeah. to us is start to flip that script a bit and start to look at the gifts, the talents, look at your greatness, look at the specific 
and unique traits that you have that you were born with. And there are some things that you have that other people need, whether it's a word of encouragement, a gift, or whether it's a resource, a referral, or just a life lesson. Sometimes it can just be a touch. Sometimes it can just be a smile. But we all have something that we need to give. And recognizing that there's a blessing that you have for me or there's a blessing I have for you. And so we always have to be approaching life and approaching people with that level of gratitude. So that's one strategy, mm. getting out of your head and, and making sure you start to understand that you are purposed and designed to be great and that there's so much inside of you that you have to offer and don't speak those negative things to you. The second thing I would say too is that we have to confront our fears and we have to do mm. it head on. I had a lot of fears in my life and those fears came from listening to people around me it came from having bad experiences and failing. It came from even bad bosses and supervisors and peers and colleagues who would say things to me that were hurtful or insulting or made me feel small or, you know, minimized yeah. me or trivialized me. And sometimes I internalize those things and it caused me to have some of these fears, these insecurities. And, you know, I just had fears of, of change. I had fears of not being in control. I had fears of failing, right? So all these fears, I had to confront them. And the way that I do that, and the way I encourage all of you to do that is to write down the things that you're most afraid of. And then I want you to list beside that, what could happen if you do do this based on your dreams, your goals? What is it that you really want to accomplish? Why haven't you accomplished it? What are you waiting for? And so when you write those things down on what could happen, then if it happens right down beside that, then here's what I'll do about it. And when I did that, mm. Christina, it took the sting. It took the power away from the fear because we're only born with two fears, the fear of falling and the fear of a loud sound. So when we ask people, mm. what do you fear the most? Most people say, oh, the number one fear is speaking. The number one fear is, you know, <laughs> is, is claustrophobia, <laughs> being in small spaces. But you were taught those things. You would learn those things. That's not what we were born that fear. And so what we have learned, we have to unlearn some things and then mm. relearn some other things. And guess what? Most of those things that we fear, they don't happen anyway. <laughs> yeah. I love that. So it's uh, like, if then, if this happens, then yeah, this is how I'll respond. Right. Getting a plan, yeah. which helps you feel more in control. It does. It does. And it, it caused yeah. me to get out of my mind and head and start writing yes. it down. And when I wrote it down, it really did feel like I was exposing it. Yeah. And yes. so even though <laughs> I might have thought those things, I had a plan then to say, OK, I'm, this is mm -hmm. what I'm going to do if that happens. And it, many exactly. of them didn't happen. Yeah, I think we we tend to find that out, right? A lot of our worst <laughs> case right. scenario doesn't actually happen. Yeah. Back on the thoughts, um, yeah. a, a lot of our thoughts are automatic, and uh, you know, it, it just going constantly without our awareness. How That's can right. people become more aware of or, or making breaking into those thoughts to stop that automatic negativity? Yeah, you know, sometimes what you have to do is take a step back and disconnect a little bit and start listening mm -hmm. to your own thoughts and and paying more attention to it. I also encourage people to journal. I used to write a lot and, and journal a nice. lot my thoughts mm -hmm. and what am I feeling and my reactions and my emotions and all of those things. And that really helped me to kind of get a grasp of why was I thinking this? Where did that 
that come from? Mm. And is that the right thought? Is that a powerful thought or is that a powerless thought? See, our what if Mm. questions really are disempowering. And so that's very important. The other thing I encourage us to do is to kind of change that conversation a a bit. And it's all about what do you deposit on the inside of you? What messages are you hearing? What music are you listening to? What shows are you watching? What podcast are you listening to? Are you being, are you listening to motivational podcasts and inspirational podcasts and those things that lift you up and build your, you know, build your, your mindset and your attitude. Those are really important. So I started listening to more of those motivational messages, whether it was Les Browns Mm. or the Tony Robbins or the Zig Ziglar's and some of those that I really admire. When you start to, it's really what you deposit inside of you. And when you fill yourself up with more positive thoughts, unconsciously, that's what starts to happen. You ever like, heard a song and you didn't really know you were listening to the song until a few minutes later you were singing it. Right. And so it's about (laughs) what is it that we are exposing ourselves to. That's one. And then the third part of that, I would say, would be look at who is around you. Who is Mm. the people? Who are the net? Who is a network of people that's around you? And I always say, too, you are usually the average of your closest five friends. And I want to make sure you all know that you shouldn't be the smartest one in your group. If you are the smartest one, your group is too small. So we want to get around (laughs) people who are smart than us, who are more successful, who are positive, who have a lot of influence and and that they will be able to really pour into you and help develop you and stretch you and call you out and hold you accountable. That's what's really important. So that helps you to change your conversation too. It's changing your atmosphere and sometimes changing your network. Absolutely. And and I love that you mentioned they need to be supportive, but also candid and honest with you. Yeah. And hold you accountable for when you are stepping in your way and stepping in it, that they'll be like, look, that's not you. I know you are better than that. I know you can do more than that. And I believe in you and I support you and they push you, right? That's what you Mm -hmm. want is those who are not intimidated by your big, hairy, audacious goals. I call them those BHAGs. That they're Uh not intimidated by that, that they want to support you. They want you to succeed. You want to be around people who are not threatened by, you know, your success and your dreams. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. I love it. Cause otherwise you're playing small. Exactly. That's exactly yeah. right. And so we don't want to play small and that has mm-hmm. to be with the people we're with who helps us to play bigger. Look, here's the other reality, Christina, for me, when I knew that I wanted to leave corporate America and I wanted to launch out, be an entrepreneur and a CEO of my own global consulting firm, I got around people who had already run successful businesses, who were already yep. successful speakers. And they showed me and told me what not to do. And they helped me to avoid some of those same mistakes so that I wasn't one of those statistics that in the first one to three years, your business fails. My business has been thriving for the last seven years that I've been on my own and I'm growing every year. And it's been because I did the due diligence, but I also got around people who were willing to help me and, and really develop into develop me into the businesswoman and the successful speaker that I am today. Yeah. Which is a nice reminder as well that those of us that have made it or all of us have accomplished some sort of goal, right, right? To make sure and reach down and help others do the yes. same. 
Absolutely. That's what it's all about is that, you know, this work I do, I love it. It's fulfilling, but I I get more fulfillment because I believe that my stories, my lessons that I've shared, that I've been through, that I share, I believe that when I share them with others, that they resonate with people and people are either coming out of something, they've already been through something or they're in it right now. And so they want encouragement. They want hope. They want inspiration. They want strategies and tips to help them. Yes. To get beyond some of that same stuff. So they like to know they're not alone, that people have been through where they've been through and they experienced it and they came out of it and everything was okay. Yes, you can do it. No. <laughs> so now obviously we want people to read the book, but before yeah. we get to your products or services, can we get another strategy in there for living? Yes, 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 yes. You know, I just talked about your network and how important that is. I usually like to put it this way. Relationships are the new currency relationships are the new currency. And I like to turn my contacts into contracts. Let me tell you what I mean by that. Hmm. I actually have a lot of close colleagues and friends that I leverage, but I've worked in recruiting for 10 years. If you might've heard me say that in my introduction, we always like to hire people who we knew, who we liked and who we trusted. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes that was a referral from someone else who knew the job or who knew the company or who knew that person. And we always gave them a bit of a preferential treatment. And I think that's so important too, as we talk about relationships today, 90% of my business comes from referrals or recommendations. And yes, the other part of it is in live events as well. But because of my relationships with people who know me, who trust me, who like me and who understand my business, they're always referring me to others. That's so important. So relationships are the ways that I make new money. It's the ways that new opportunities Mm -hmm. come. It's the ways that I save money and I save time because I'm always asking people, who do you know for this? Who who do you know for that? What's your recommendation for this resource? And that's so helpful. And then with the people who are in my network and who know me and I get to know them because I think that's important is that we have to build mutually beneficial relationships is that we can then use those contacts that then ultimately turn into contracts. Because again, customers Mm -hmm. and clients want the same thing. They want to work for people who someone else knows and that has a tried and proven and tested product or service. So that's another good one as well. And then I would, I love, love, love to give you one that I love too, which is we all have to have an exit strategy. An exit strategy is recognizing that all of us go through change. All of us go through transitions and shifts in our lives. And gosh, everybody can relate to the last two and a half years when we've been through probably more change in one or two years than we might have been in 10 to 20 years. I can say that it was just a lot all at one time. The workforce changed. We were in a major global health pandemic. Then there's this big, big push around work and remote work and hybrid work. and, Mm -hmm. And then we all had to learn Zoom and Web t- WebEx and Teams and all kinds of different <laughs> platforms. And we had to do life differently. That meant going to graduations online and going to life celebrations online and, and working. And, and we even had a family reunion online, right? Because everything changed so much. So I think we have to recognize that we have to embrace change with all that's going on, learn how to lean into the change and don't be so 
comfortable. Don't be so complacent because I always say too that, you know, we get too familiar with a certain way of doing things and you may be missing out on new opportunities and new and efficient and better ways of doing things, which I think is is so important. So lean into some of that change. Oh, and I can't forget this one, that failure is an option. You know how we always yeah. learn and we hear failure is not an option. Failure is not an option. But can oh, I tell you? you know, it's mandatory. <laughs> oh my gosh. The most yes. successful people in life have failed, have made mistakes, have had missteps, have wished they didn't do certain things. I have had so many of those that I wish I didn't. And and yet I've learned what not to do. I've learned how to do things better, you know? And so I think mm-hmm. that is the key and critical ingredient to innovation and to upgrading and enhancing and reinventing yourself is being okay that I may have failed, but I'm not a failure. And that failure yes. is an option if we can fail fast and fail forward and learn from it and be better. I became the better version of who I am today because Mm -hmm. I took the test a couple of times and now I've learned how to ace the (laughs) test, but a couple of times I didn't. I failed them. I got a D. I got got an F, right? And so Mm -hmm. I've learned now how to master the art of reinvention and we all have to become a part of that. So. I love it. Well, and I would even say if you're, if you're not failing from time to time, you're not playing big enough. I know. That's right. You're doing it too easy. You're doing it too comfortable. Yeah. That's so right, Christina. You got to try that's some right. things. And, and I always say to take calculated risk, count the cost, mm-hmm. but take a risk. Be willing to, as my mentor, Les Brown, who's my speaker, coach, mentor, and a master reinventor himself. And he, everyone knows him. He's an international mobile. Everyone knows he's a motivator. But he used to always tell me, he said, Shirley, jump and grow your wings on the way down. Mm -hmm. He said, jump. He said, you got the degrees, you got the education, you got the experiences. He said, you got the attitude. I've been coaching you and mentoring you for years. (laughs) He said, you just got to jump, get out of the nest and try some new things. And guess what? When I did take that first jump and and took the chance, I realized it wasn't as bad because I did the homework. I did, you know what? I did the, what is it? Cal- took the calculated risk. I did the due yep. diligence and I found that, you know what? I can have a cushion at the bottom. If I happen to fall, something's going to catch mm-hmm. me. If I jump out of the plane, I've got all of this gear that's going to make sure I'm good. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so we just, and that again, goes back to having the right people around you too, who, who will catch Absolutely. you when you fall and encourage you to get back up. And, you know, as Les Brown used to always say, if you can, when life knocks you down, if you can look up, you can get up. So that's what you, you got to do. Up. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Now, can you share a little bit about your products and services for our listeners? Yeah. So my consulting firm, actually, we work with organizations and we work with leaders and helping leaders to truly become excellent leaders who know how to be inclusive and know how to work effectively across differences and build great teams and get the best work out of people and help people to do their best thinking. But we also work with organizations to help them to put in strategies and to do training and education. And we consult with them on how to put the right kind of cultures in place that allow us to want to come to work every day, do our best work every day and stay and not want to leave. So that's what we do. And so our work is SDS Global. And so we do audits, organizational assessments, leadership coaching and and assessments and training and development. And I get the opportunity to keynote and I keynote all over the world. I I do about 100 to 120 a year. And now with because of virtual um, platforms and hybrid 
work, work as well. I'm doing it in person. I'm doing it on Zoom. I'm doing doing them pre, <laughs> uh, pre-recorded, all kinds of things. So I do a lot of that work, but I also do a lot of life coaching and helping people to truly get a larger vision for themselves and to recognize what their superpower is and to help them to tap into their greatness so that they don't take it with them when they leave this earth, but they, they leave this earth and they leave people better than the way they found it. Mm, yeah, so I've got books. And, I'm, you know, I, I have Living Beyond lots. What If. I did the first mm-hmm. book was called Reinvent Yourself. And then my second mm-hmm. book was The Seat. How do you get invited to the table when you're overperforming and undervalued? And I wrote it specifically for women and, and for underrepresented groups, people of color, people who look like me and you. And I wanted people to understand that there are some strategies for how we can take our power back and get prepared for those opportunities mm-hmm. when we do get that seat at the table. And oh, by the way, when we get them, can we also bring others along? Can we create more Absolutely. seats at the table? And then my last book, as you were talking about, is the Living Beyond What If book, which is what I am so proud of. It's, a, again, a lot of stories that I've shared, but also a lot of strategies for how to get beyond our own what if so we can release our own self-imposed limitations and we can live our dreams. And then I had the pleasure of being able to write the, the book, Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion for Dummies. So those are books and products and check out my YouTube channel, link in with me. And by the way, I have five LinkedIn learning courses and I just got contracted Mm. to write two more that'll come out next year, but they're all on leadership and they're all about cultural transformation and diversity, equity, and inclusion. I love it. So where do people go if they want to learn more? Yeah. Please go to drshirleydavis.com. You'll find my website full of great resources, free resources that you can download, videos, podcasts, articles that I've I've written most recently. So mm-hmm. please, please follow me on all of my social media. I'm on Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, Clubhouse, and TikTok. So look, you gotta hey. be out there because you gotta have a <laughs> you gotta have a, a community of people who you wanna impact. Yeah. And I wanna impact millions of people. And so I've always mm-hmm. allowed myself to be open, to be transparent and to be findable online and to be visible. So please stay connected with me. Awesome. Okay. Your final piece of advice for our listeners. So my final piece of advice, and I love this because I did the last chapter in the book is called Notable Quotables. And I love to make sure that people understand that when you don't confront some of the things that are keeping you sort of resistant to change or keeping you in fear or in doubt, I want you to understand that, yes, there is a superpower on the inside of you that you want to tap. I don't want you to be that person that dies at age 30 and doesn't get buried into age 85. And you go through life seeking significance and meaning and your life is void and empty and you don't feel fulfilled like you should be. There is something on on the inside of you that is something that everybody around you needs. There's an assignment you have. And I want all of us to recognize that that superpower is something that you have in order to make other lives better, to make other communities better, better, to make even the organizations that you work for and work with to make them better. So tap into that. Don't die at age 30 and wait to get buried into age 85. Live every day (laughs) is if it's your best and your last day. Oh, I love it. Oh, thank you so much for joining us today, Shirley. (laughs) It's been my absolute pleasure. Thank you, Christina, for hosting me. 
If you'd like to learn more about Shirley, visit drshirleydavis.com. Is it possible to have fun while developing yourself? Take a look at Christina's latest book, Life is an Escape Room, to see how the lessons learned through escape rooms apply to achieving more in life. Visit lifeisanescaperoom.com for more information.